0: and uh we are joining together uh, to discuss for me what's quite what's going to say exciting but i don't know how i feel about it we're going back to church folks well some of us are some of us aren't some of us around the world have been doing it for ages what's the big deal we've been doing it for months but not all of us and so while some of us have been doing it for ages please add your wisdom to uh, how it's been but for some of us uh, particularly right now I'm I'm in England and we're beginning to try to explore what it looks like to go back and we're in the process of that some of us have been meeting for a while in socially distant settings. Some of us uh, are not meeting at all and waiting, but at some point we have to transition from not just doing church at home to, uh, well, now we're gonna go back and we're gonna do maybe socially distant church and then we're gonna have restrictions lifted. Please, at some point we're gonna go back. And that's a process, particularly for us who have families with children between ages of zero and four or five. There is a a unique thing that we have to wrestle with because some of our children have never been in live church services. (laughs) That's a whole new thing. Some of us may have left uh, church with one child and now there's another one to add on to it. There is a huge thing. Some of our kids just won't remember. If you have a two-year-old, they may never remember doing the way church is, the way that we have in our heads. So how can we, as parents, help them process it, and transition them into this new phase, this, well, I guess, yes, for this new phase for them, of what it looks like for them. As usual, I will be adding a couple of thoughts. I'll pray for you, because I love you, And then uh, we'll answer any questions or comments or thoughts, concerns, ponderings uh, to just wrestle together. So please feel free to add wisdom to each other, to share your experiences. And uh, let's just have a great time. It's so good to be with you. Uh, I hope you've been well. I hope you're enjoying the heat. The heat. Look, look, my elbows are out, people. My elbows are out. It's warm and it's good. So uh, let's get started. Uh, right, so I guess for me, I wanted to talk about two things. One, how do we help our kids love church? But two, how do we, as parents of under fives, transition ourselves into church? Because uh, you may have been able to bounce a baby, and now you've got a person who runs faster than Usain Bolt, and uh, you're like, how do I do this? And so I just wanted to talk about these two areas. The first thing that I think can be really helpful for us to think through as parents of tiny people is why. Because I think often what we've done is we've gotten in the pattern of we just go to church. What we do, we're Christians, we go to church. And so we go to church, and if you're having kids who are struggling, if you're trying to dress multiple people and get them in the car or get them to walk to church, you've gotta answer the why for yourselves and for the spirituality of your kids so that you have some sort of motivation Besides because we do and so my question to you becomes maybe we just need to take a couple of weeks in your family or just within yourself within your friendship group to talk about why is it important for us with a young family to take them to church what is our values where do we see God in it why do we think it's important to our one-year-old to take them to church. And if you feel like you don't have answers to those, to have those conversations with peers and church leaders and children's leaders, just to to wrestle with that ourselves, because on your fourth week of having a baby who's screaming and you end up sitting on the floor of the baby room thinking, why am I here? You've got to have an answer for yourself um, for why you're here and why you want to bring your baby to this place. and I, some of you would be like, I don't know. So I'm just gonna add in a couple of thoughts that may get you started in this. There's a, a bunch of whys of why church is helpful for under fives. One, it exposes them to a, a community of people who love God. So it's not just you two trying to set a culture, but you put them in the midst of a bunch of people who love God, who are praying, who are worshiping, who, who genuinely are on the journey and that helps them. Under fives are, are defining reality and to define reality and say, this isn't just our family culture, but reality is a bunch of people following God together can be really helpful. And they all worship in different ways. And you like dancing and they like sitting down and those people just love closing their eyes and singing. And that's all different to do that. Uh, another reason to take them is a, a sense of familiarity and belonging. In a community and in a a place where they come to week on week and become confident that it belongs to them and they belong to it. This sense of belonging within a wider community is a beautiful thing and that's only earned through repetition and presence. Um, Sometimes it's just about them being loved by people other than their family and learning to love other people. I've vivid memories of being four and having Levina um, always gave me a mint after church, and I remember I'd get picked up from kids groups and I would make a beeline for Levina. In my head she was 184, I'm pretty sure she was like 42 or something, but like I remember in Levina loved and she'd always ask me and she'd laugh and she'd tell me that I was great and this sense of belonging and connecting to other people and loving and being loved it's just the pattern of life that that this is what happens on sundays or this is what happens on wednesdays or whatever your church pattern is of engagement you are establishing a a spiritual reality for your kid and this can be really helpful for when you're stuck and tired um, to decide and you may have many more and you may disagree with mine feel free that's what the chat is for. Feel free to make comments and talk about what are your whys of why you think that is a choice that you make. Um, another thing that might be helpful, not only the whys, but the the hows. Because for many of our kids, they will have not seen how to engage with it. And they will not have remembered what it looks like. And so we become the people, as you help your child negotiate everything that's new in their life, You often don't just tell them what to do, you show them what to do. We're going to cross the road, we look both ways, you hold their hands, you explain with your mouth, this is what we're gonna do, and then you have to be the person who's like, I'm looking this way, do I see any cars? No, I'm looking this way, do we see any cars? No, and you model it with your body, you model it with your words, you know how to frame for your kids what's happening and you know how to show your kids what's happening. Often we forget that when we take them back to church and we're just like, sit still, don't run over there. And we we focus on the boundaries and actually our job is to show them, this is what happens, now we're gonna sing, we're all gonna stand up, that's what happens with our bodies but now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sing these words and I'm gonna let my heart go, yay God, yay God. I remember with um with my kid, we we were had a church service that had long worship, and I thought, okay, my kid can't read, my kid doesn't know these songs, and and our church used, like, new songs every week, so I thought, we can't learn these. What am I going to do? I'm just going to say that anytime we sing to God, we're just saying, yay, God, I love you, and so we just sit in the corner. Anytime music was on, and we'd just be, be like, yay, God, yay, God, I love you, and we'd just sing those words for a song and a half, and then I'd because a song and a half is long enough for two year uh, in my head. So that was my parenting choice. But how do you want to frame for them and show them what the bits of the church service are? The quiet times where, oh, this is quiet and we're going to pray and everyone's going to huddle together and we're going to feel God come close, wait. How are you going to coach them through the service so that they know what the different bits are? What happens to your heart? I love when they read the words of God because it makes my, my brain go, wow, God. Uh, however you're coaching it through to think through ahead of time what are the bits of the service that I want to coach my kid through what I I want to show them that this is what it looks like to pray this is what it looks like to worship this is what it looks like to say yay God and equip them to do it too can be so helpful Um, my kid was deaf so we ended up just having a flag because he couldn't sign all those things so we were just we were flag we had a little teeny tiny little flag and it was yay God yay God that was all that that we did. But how can you equip them to engage in whatever it is? And feel free to just pick one thing that you want them to engage with, because a, lo- a service is a long time. Feel free to be like, you know what we're gonna work on? We're gonna work on a song and a half of worship. And then the snack bag comes out feel free (laughs) or you're gonna work on the coming and saying hello to people and we're gonna walk in really slow and we're gonna wave at everybody and we're gonna wave at everybody we're gonna high-five the whole aisle and uh, then we're gonna sit down and then at the end we're going to smile at people so that they feel loved whatever is important to you at church whatever is what you feel is next for your particular kids personality that can be really helpful to just think through feel free to pick something or feel free to go I don't know we're just gonna coach them through the whole thing see what sticks it's up to you you're the parent you're the expert in your kid you feel free to do what is important for you so having your head the why and wrestle with that and have in your head how am I gonna help my kid with how and then um, (laughs) I've written down what am I not bothered about right now because it's totally okay to say I don't care if my kid goes to kids group or I I don't mind if my kid doesn't engage with worship at all. Sometimes you need to give yourself permission for the not okay. If you have a kid who is an octopus suctioned to your face all the time, it's okay to say, you know what? I'm just going to accept the octopus sucking, and that's going to be the season right now, and I'm not going to try to get them to go to the kids group every session and have that wrestling time every week. It's okay to say, I don't want to do that, or it's okay for you to say, I think it's really important. So that's the one thing I want to do. But feel free to give yourself permission for the not, as well as give yourself a focus for the yes. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is that um, to be graceful with yourself and your kids. This is a massive Massive change for them, huge change, and often taking a lot of time uh, of your Sunday. And so this is, this is consider it new. We consider it going back. For your kids, it's gonna be brand new. And so think through, how does your kid handle new things? What does your kid normally need when it's brand new? And to know that it's gonna take six months, uh, it took us a year and a half to get a year to get into this place, a year and a bit, Um, It may take six months to establish your new pattern. They may be an octopus stuck to your face for the first three, four months, and then you may be able to get them to go in and wave at people and come back, or they may take to it like a duck to water. We don't know, but to give yourself permission and the kids' permission to tiptoe into it, to say, this is what I want to do today, and this is what I'm learning about, and I'm just going to watch and I'm gonna stay close to you to watch you do it. If your kid's suction to your face, then you got plenty of opportunities to create windows into how you listen and to how you want to engage, and shh, I'm listening because it's really important, and all of that stuff. You have so much that you can do in all stages, so give yourself permission for it to take a while. Uh, The other thing I wanted to talk about is that you will be different. You You may have had a baby for the first time, and last time you were in church you were full of vitality and energy and sleep and you were able to like serve in 15 different places and show up early and stay late and now you're like i love serving in church and i want to go back and do all these things and i just want to to flag way for you that that you may be different you have a a kid who's in a different phase you may be more tired more energetic you may have been exhausted then and you actually might be ready now but to give yourself permission that that it's going to look different this phase of your life normally we transition slowly week by week we change and we figure out our pattern and now we're taking our new family that is a totally different shape than it was a year and a bit ago and we're putting us back into a situation that may have been familiar but will feel unfamiliar because of the way our family works and I just want to flag up to you that you made them feel like it's not quite clicking right away and that's okay it's because you have to find your your new pattern and ways for you to connect with God and what is important for you about church. You know if you remember that you know the sermons were absolutely vital to you and now you have a kid who you have to go out to kids group or you know you're wrestling with and you think oh I'm not getting that anymore and it's okay to say this phase of church doesn't look like that for me so how am i going to access that and i know and you can problem solve it in many different ways some people problem solve it by asking a teenage buddy to like teenage buddy the child during the sermon other people say you know what i'm just going to listen to the sermon at home at a time where i'm not attached to somebody and that's going to be my my word time and i'm just going to take this opportunity for it to be the connection with people time or the worship time And to just to be honest with ourselves about what we love about church and what we want about church, about how we want to serve and be in it. Um, To just think about that and talk about it with friends and partners, things can be so helpful. Is it worship? If it's worship give yourself permission to just get up and walk around behind your kid I know so many parents who struggled going into church when their child changed because they're like now I'm holding a baby or now I'm having to walk behind a kid and I can't worship and I just want to say you can you just got to figure out a way of giving yourself permission to feel like you can walk back and forth and sing loudly and and to give yourself permission to be you in the space with the kid that you have um, and to pursue that I think is really important. I, as someone who doesn't work at your church but has worked at many a churches, give you permission to be you in that church community. I also wanted to just say you're not alone. Please ask for help and please partner with the other community people and please go up to grandparent type people that you know in church and ask for help if you need support. There are so many people who want to see your family flourish and uh, sometimes they just need an invitation and it's okay. Um, so, if, if you have a clinging kid, or if you have a kid who's hesitant, if you are having wrestling every morning, you know, what can you do? What is the perfect scenario? And I just, I just want you to feel that it is not about conforming to whatever the structure of the church is. It's about taking a step back and saying, what do we value about why we do this? How do we find the next step for our family? Um, because it might not be the whole time. I worked at a church where we had a whole bunch of uh, tiny like one-year-olds things. And they couldn't, for the time the church service started, they couldn't last, and so at any one time, it would hit like 11 o'clock, and then there would be this mass exodus from the kids' groups and from the church of a bunch of people who all had to feed their kids at the same time, and we would just sit like in the little tiny atrium, and just everyone would feed their kids and chat and talk, and it turned into like, you'd come to church for worship and feeding your kid. You never got to hear a sermon, but you had community and you got a little bit of worship and you got to be around people. And then they would informally like pray for each other as they were talking and sharing, they would just stop. And I would watch all of these babies and toddlers watch the big eyes, their parents praying for each other. And one of them would cry. So someone else would take over feeding the baby while she cried and got, got someone to pray for. And it was just this beautiful community of people. and. I just reflected how often it, they could have just said well i only get a half hour worship and then and then I have to leave to feed these so I might as well just never come and there's something about saying this is my church community and, and I, I'm i going to pursue it being what, what we need it to be for our family. I think you have so much more permission than you think and so please do um, talk about what are your values and, and create your alternatives to, to do it. Uh, that's all I just wanted to say. To just really think about the whys for you so that when you're struggling you you have that motivation to do it why do you go what why is it important to your baby why is it important to you and think about the hows and how you want to coach your one-year-old to engage with worship or to say hello to people or to uh, be equipped to engage with the singing the hows Um, figure out what you're not bothered about right now and just own it Um, Take it easy on yourself and know that this is going to be a gradual change process as you figure out you and you figure out your kids and as the church people figure out what they're doing because they're not sure. I'm telling you, I work with churches, they're not 100% sure what they're doing either. So just know you're in a change process uh, and that can be important. And uh, feel free to do things differently. What do you value? To know that you're not alone, to create those alternatives so that you can help your kids navigate and say what's next for our family, spiritually and within church. So what I'd like to do now is pray for you because I love it. And then we'll answer any questions and comments and thoughts, concerns, ponderings, uh, heresy flags. I'd love to see it all and uh, and hear it all. So uh, I'm gonna pray. And then I'll look and see if there's any questions or comments or things we need to talk about. So let me pray for you. Oh God, I thank you for the sheer blessing that these young, tiny people are to us. I thank you that they are full ministers of the kingdom. That they are people who get all of your promises and all of the relationship with you. That they don't get a tiny portion of you, but they just get the fullness of you. Thank you that they can go on a journey with you, that they can be connected to you. And as part of their faith journey, you provided them church. That this is part of your provision for our children. This wider community of people who love you and who want to love them. That, that they will, are surrounded by people who want to not only help them find their own path with God. But they are surrounded by people who want to learn from them how they see God and that they may learn and see God differently through the ministry of the children too. That we all as the co with you may learn from each other. So God I pray for these parents as they figure out what is right for these kids, for this family. I pray for them as they talk amongst themselves and, and decide um, where they see you in church and what their passion is for their family. And engaging with church, that you would help them feel um, guilt free for choosing what uh, is right for them and how they want to engage with what you are doing at church. Pray that you would fill them with confidence and peace in this next journey. Pray that you would give them insights into their children that they may help them navigate change well. And most of all, God, I just want to thank you for the gift of church. Thank you for the gift of um, making us into one family, into one community, that we may draw close to you and support each other in love and encouragement, that we may transform into different and better be like you, and that we may find our purpose and our calling um, both in the community and out. Thank you for this. I pray that you would teach us how to help our kids really um, be their place of the whole body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Well, I'm just looking to see um, some comments in here. It feels like we've been doing faith at home as a family for so long now. I'm keen to carry this on within a Sunday service, too. I think that's a great comment. Um, There's so much that we really uh, love about what we've gotten at home. Um, And I think there's a lot of skills that we've learned about how to worship alongside our kids, how to do that. And I think I just want to embolden you to take what you've learned at home and not be embarrassed about taking it. Into community with you because we can go well you know when I'm at home I can be in my pajamas you know dancing to whatever and I don't feel stupid and then to go in and think oh can can I still do what I've learned there and I just want to really encourage you to take you know all this beautiful doing it faith at home stuff that you've done to feel confident to take it in there because not only will it help your kid Um, But it will help other families and it will help people who don't have kids because they'll see a different expression of doing it. Those who don't have kids yet will say, oh, well, thank goodness I know I can do that when I have it. And those who have had their kids or don't have kids and are are older will just delight in seeing families worshiping. There's something really beautiful about being you in community. Uh, uh, Someone else said, I love seeing how kids bless the community by just being there. A hundred percent. I think that kids are an absolute gift. Um, from God to a church community, and it's 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 a wonderful thing. Even if the reason why you go to church is not to get anything out of it, but to let people who who don't get to see kids delight in being a multi generational community, that is essential. I was just speaking at a conference called the Intergenerate Conference about this multi generational thing and it's just as important to older people as it is to younger people in their faith journey to be in a multi-generational community and showing up is really important um uh, i see another comment coming in thank you so much for your thoughts well i'm sorry thank you uh something i'm grappling with is having two tinies who we will be taking back to church but their daddy is the church leader they're the only young children in church and i know that everyone wants to smother them but they are both very shy any wisdom on having to deal with this Yes, Uh, first of all, if you haven't yet grabbed it, this book is called Parenting as a Church Leader, and it's a whole book about um, being a family who one or two of the parents is a church leader and how to navigate covering them and dealing with congregational expectations and helping them find their place and stuff. So if you haven't plugged into that, grab into this, and we're also doing a training day. Oh, I think next week it's a full day of doing it. I'm doing it live with questions and answers. It's there. Um, But in terms of this specific one, uh, some of what we can do, I'm not sure how old your kids are if they're talkable yet, Um, but uh, sometimes it's it's helping them have a framework for what's happening and having a thing in your head of what you're gonna deal with uh, to say, You know, everyone loves seeing you. And so, would you like to say hi? Would you like to wave? Or would you like to high five people so that they have a powerful way of responding? Because what happens most of the time is a massive face that's four times the size of them comes really close to them and asks them questions they can't process fast enough. And so, then their only response is to hide. And they have. A thousand times that they have to hide in the session so sometimes it's about um, knowing how to just hive or say high-five and you don't you know you can just high-five and you don't have to say anything or you can feel free to hide back there Um, or sometimes it's about sneaking in uh, a bit not a bit late but if you know the big thing comes in everyone's coming in you think that's going to be the intense time so that's the time I'm going to head into the vestry slash the back room to have a bit of a snack we're just taking a snack Um, sometimes I know parents who give their kids snacks at the crunch times so that the kids have something to do and they can just sit here like this and they can smile and high-five and that's all they need to do because they're occupied they don't have to engage so it's coming up with if your kids are shy you can either shield them during the crunch times so they're dealing with less of the overwhelmingness know, church ends boom everyone goes when church ends that's your toilet time where you go and take 10 minutes to just go off go outside for a walk around the block so it's dispersed a bit and then they can handle point by point or that's the time the snack bag comes out and they can very happily do it Uh, and however I've also known church leaders to just whip out the iPad and be like this is the time so people are saying hi but the kid looks zoned out and that's okay because the intensity will go away after one or two weeks. So it's trying to figure out, how do you get over the crisis point, and then how do you enable them to engage with people going forward? Um, and so sometimes it's about coming up with the sentences, or even you coming up with the sentences. She's a bit, you know, she's still getting used to it, so would you mind just ignoring her for this week, and then next week you can talk to her? Um, we've had church leaders say that that's quite helpful, so that people feel like they know how to do it. You know, we're, we're a bit new, you know, back, coming back, you know, to it, so. Would you just mind high-fiving? And so then everyone sort of knows how to do that. So you become the safety mechanism between them. That would be my suggestions. A lot more in there. Oh, look at the time. Any more uh, questions that I see? No, I don't see it. Well, then I'm gonna go. Oh, look, I'm seeing people who are um, making, drawing in gifts for members of the congregation and giving them out. I think that's so wonderful. There's so much blessings that can happen. So I just wanna say yes go you can do it have a great time and uh, we're here to walk alongside you so if you have you know your first couple of weeks backs and you think well that was interesting uh please do let us know ask send in a question contact us and we'd love to help in any way we can uh but also if you had a great thing that happened you're like oh i nailed this or i figured this out or something please feel free to post it on the page because we'd love to learn from each other but for now bless you and uh, i'll see you next week